Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Joining me, producer Ross, this week, there is uh, Adam Scott Allen, Greg Kitchen, Tom Lana, and Colin Salby. Say hello, gentlemen. Evening. Hello. How come we get given our full names so people can track us down and hate us, but you get to go by a pseudonym of producer? <laughs> it's all part of my plan. If anyone gets any libel, it's going to be uh, you guys. Are, they know your names. Um, should we start with the Super Cup final? Should we just completely ignore Man United and Chelsea's Monday night disaster? about <laughs> you're literally the only person on the internet that enjoyed that game adam why just quickly why did you enjoy that game i, I just you enjoyed it, really, it i thought it was really interesting <laughs> yeah well, there was loads going on and I, I, you don't always need to have goals for a game to be really good no danny welbeck was trying his hardest to hit as many fans as he could with his shots though <laughs> definitely not aiming at the target to be fair, if they were Chelsea fans, would you be able <laughs> Trying to knock the banners out of the hands. <laughs> they well, the plastic flag. <laughs> Marini home. Uh, anyway, let's, uh, yeah, Super Cup final. Chelsea managed to lose it on penalties. Uh, it wasn't Don Terry that missed the last one this time, though. It was uh, Romelu Lukaku. But, um, got off to a good start. Fernando Torres. Penalty. Sorry, Tom? I was just saying it was an awful penalty from Lukaku. Yeah, it was more of a pass to Neuer, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Torres got them underway, uh, then equalised through Frank Ribéry, then Hazard, and then uh, well, last kick of the game from Martinez, took it to extra time and pens, or penalties. Uh, yeah, everyone scored their penalties, apart from Lukaku, but um, good game, Adam. Yeah, really good game. Did, uh, um, did Ramirez deserve his dismissal? Yeah, definitely, unless you listen to Andy, Andy Townsend, but I've made my feelings on Andy Townsend well known. Um <laughs> Come across ever so slightly as a Chelsea fan. He's an, oh, it's I didn't. I watched it on Sky because luckily we had the option to watch it on both. But I, I don't know about you guys, but ITV, especially when Chelsea are on, because of Andy Townsend, they're just unbearable. <laughs> like, like they give up any 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 pretense to try and be um, impartial. <laughs> and just back the local I, team. Yeah, they do it during England games as well. I always find when you watch it during the World Cup, when you watch the games on BBC, the commentators are still, they're not completely impartial, granted, but they at least try. Yeah, they're not jeering on England. No, exactly, <laughs> but ITV just don't give a solitary shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, Ramirez deserved his red card. Um, Mourinho was talking absolute rubbish when he said about the decisions not going their way. I think um, the Bayern Munich team is really interesting because they're really open. Mm. Really open. Pep's playing with um, with only one holding midfield player, which at the moment with um, Thiago Alcantara being injured has, is, is Sebastian Schweinsteiger. Um, he started with Javi Martinez on the bench, brought him on. He went off injured again, so it's not 
have been a great time. Martinez has pulled out of the friendly games. No, no they're not friendlies, are they? The, the national games coming up next week, along with Mario Gozo, who also came on. Yeah, he picked up an injury in the game. God, um, it, it was a very different pet team. Are they not playing in the Barca way then? Has he adjusted his style? They're playing very attacking football, but very, like I said, very open. I, I think it'll be interesting to see if they're, if they're still playing that way in in six months' time. Whether they'll adjust as a lot of teams will do mm. as the season goes on, tra- new players bedding and so forth. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he decides to play that way in the, the Champions League because I think if they do, uh, I don't think they've got a chance. <laughs> um, I was speaking to a couple of Chelsea fans about Fernando Torres. He seems when he when he plays European football, he looks a lot better player. He, just, he doesn't seem to be able to handle it in the Premier League anymore, but the the different style of play in European football seems to suit him a lot more. Uh, Mark. I, don't, I don't know what it is. It, I, I think that's more a statistical fluke, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, his, his numbers are slightly swayed by playing in the Europa League last season. Yeah. Um, but he took his goal really well. There's some really great goals in the game, along with European Footballer of the Year. <laughs> Frank Ribery. Yeah, Tom, you told us about this. How's this happened? I'd say he's not even the fifth best player in the Bayern Munich team, never mind any other European teams. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not, is he? He's not. Is he? He's not better than Robin, Schweinsteiger, um, Muller. Muller. <laughs> Come on, I need to name five now, otherwise, this is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? Um... Well, well I, I now don't think he's better than the players they've brought in, in Thiago and Goetze. Yeah, yeah, but somehow he's European Footballer of the Year. Yeah, I don't think he's better than Martinez. I, I've, I always thought he was probably the weakest link in that Bayern team. I don't. I thought that he would have been gone by now. Yeah, well, it was in the paper yesterday that he's going to be in court soon anyway over some rather unsavory, well, yeah, he, unsavory incident. After a little, the, a present that he gave himself for his birthday. <laughs> How he decided to describe it doesn't sound great. No. Uh, well, let's move on to this weekend's Premier League action. Um, we can pretty much miss a lot of Saturday's games. Uh, any notes on the Cardiff-Everton 0-0 draw? Yeah, well, a lot of Everton fans again complaining on Twitter. Um, Leon Osmond had a bit of a better game, so there was less moaning about that. It made me happy. <laughs> I just think, I think it, like, I, like I just said about... Um, by Munich, and I'll definitely say a bit later when we talk about it, about Tottenham, mm. that it's really unfair to judge some of these teams after three games. They're, they're complete work in progress. There's, I don't think there's a single team in the Premier League at the moment that isn't a work in progress. Apart from maybe Arsenal. There's no, no, no one coming in, no one going. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could, by that definition, they might be the complete thing, but that's just because it's not static, doesn't make you... But... Um, what do you think to uh, Martinez's style of football so far? Are they playing a, a more open game than under? I like it. I think I think we're, we look really good, but we're just not. We look really good with the ball. We look comfortable with the ball. We look. We're looking to have more of the ball. Which and you know at the moment, that's not. We're not. Get, we're not creating the chances, and we're not finish, finishing the ones we do create. Mm. But that will come, and in the long term, we will win more games than we'll lose by playing a possession style style of football 
as opposed to some of the football we used to play under Moyes. Is it slightly worrying with the window shutting tomorrow that you've got Aruna Kone and Jelovic as the two main real attacking threats? Did you see another, would you like um, to see another striker come in there? I'd imagine would. I'd like to see another striker, but then I'd like to see us sign Roberto Soldado, but that's not going to happen, <laughs> is it? These are the, these are the facts. Yeah. Everton aren't a club with lots and lots of money. And I think they're perfectly adequate players for the team they're in. Jelovic has showed before how good he can be. Mm, just had a, that's a, quite a long slump, isn't he? Yeah, but I just I feel that that's something that can be put behind him. I don't, I don't think he, he... I just get the impression that he wasn't on a hot streak. He's now on a cold streak, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And Aruna Kone looked like a, a, a good player last season. So I've got every confidence in them that... They'll come good, and every team in the Premier League is looking for a, a striker who'll score them 15 20 goals a season. But yeah, they're not easy to come by, and not all of them will do it all the time. And the ones that do cost a lot of money. Yeah. They're, the, they're the simple facts. <laughs> Talking about Everton and a striker, you may be interested in this guy, Adam. Um, I was listening to the 606 phone in. Uh, which is always a good place good to pick stuff. up knowledge. Source of knowledge, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he recommended that uh, what David Moyes should do, or should I say he, he referred to him as David Moyles um, <laughs> all the way throughout his conversation. I think I'm you know, mixed up with the ex-Radio 1 DJ, Chris Moyles. Is this a, a, but, a, a caller or one of their actual presenters? It, it was a caller. No, I wouldn't be surprised caller. if it was a presenter, to be honest. And he said that the best place for Wayne Rooney uh, would be Everton. <laughs> and that David Moyles should send him there. Well, to be fair, if David Moyles is one to be, to be questioned on morality and he would, he would know that that's the right thing to do and he wouldn't stand in the way of Wayne Rooney's career. No. If he wanted to go back to Everton. That, because he's not a hypocrite, that's what I know. <laughs> Apart from the fact he's a massive hypocrite, <laughs> I, I, I think I think the most optimistic we could be is that we could could get one of, if not both, of Victor Moses and Denver Bar on loan. Well, Victor Moses has pretty much agreed to uh, Liverpool on loan now. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I, I've always got a little hope that we could scupper it. Denver Bar could be a good shout though, because clearly Chelsea don't want him. My other hope is that they're willing to to send Lukaku out on loan. I know that sounds yeah was a bit far-fetched because of how well he did last season, but I feel that Denver Bar is not a player that Chelsea are looking to make a long-term investment in. No. Whereas Lukaku is. What's better for Lukaku this season? Coming and playing 30 games at Everton mm. or playing 20 games, 15 of which are from the bench for Chelsea? Yeah. Okay, uh, we're joined by James. James, do you want to tell us about Crystal Palace 3, Sunderland 1? Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> Uh, two late goals for Crystal Palace. Um, yeah, it was one-one throughout. It was two very poor teams. Sunderland look a mess, don't they? They do. Both teams look a mess. I think Palace just got the best of it at the end, with um, Sunderland going down to ten men. Yeah, definite red card. And, um, yeah, 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 I agree. All day. Do you think um, the Canyon's already lost that dressing room? I think he has. Because he's just a head case. <laughs> Colin <laughs> was saying this before he came on air. We all saw this coming. <laughs> No one thought this was going to be a nice little stable situation, but it looked like. Did anyone else watch the game? The whole game? Uh, no, I saw the match of the day. 
clips, and it well, was mainly Crystal Palace with the ball. Well, um, G, who he substituted, came out. Yeah. I, I think I don't. I didn't quite listen to the ramblings of the guy from whoever it was, Jeff Shreves or whichever idiot pitch side was chatting. But it sounded like G came out like way before the get the like the game and just sat on the bench on his own. <laughs> I have, and after hearing how he um, how he spoke about him in his post match pref- press conference without naming any names, <laughs> yeah, can't help but feel that it wasn't a very pleasant place to be half time no he did have a point about G- he had a point about Gilo what, he completely bottled that header in the six yard box he, saw, he looked and he saw the defender and he thought I'm going to get clad here so I'm going to pull out of this he could have scored he did but man management is, is a <laughs> one that he's clearly devoid of and it was always going to be fireworks. It was always going to be a bit of a gamble. But mm. you kind of saw this coming with the way he treated players at Swindon Town. Yeah. yeah. You get away with that. But these players are like... He's now talking to millionaires. Mm. Have you seen Sunderland's... Uh, well, the next four fixtures. At home to Arsenal, away at West Brom, at home to Liverpool, and at home to Man United. They could be uh, eight games in and has to have just the one point. Do you remember when all you guys said they'd be all right because they played well in the Asia Cup? Well, I, I said they'll either get in Europe or get relegated this season. And it's, uh, it's definitely swinging more one that's, way than that's the other. your bets, that is, isn't it? <laughs> well, I, I said they wouldn't comfortably finish mid-table. That's one thing I was certain <laughs> of. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's going to go on. Is there a chance that they could also lose um, Fletcher? I know he hasn't been there long. But he's a player who can score goals, as we talked about. Yeah. Is he going to want to stick around? Are players going to be willing to take take a, clubs be willing to pay the money for him? I think they should do. He's a bloody good striker. It was his first game back after five months of an ankle injury, and he scored a lovely header. He did, yeah. So there's a lot of clubs that could take a chance on him. And that would be a massive blow for them, an absolutely, <laughs> absolutely massive blow. I, I only realised... Um, this weekend that Danny Graham had joined Hull <laughs> yeah he's setting the world on fire isn't he still poor lad never left Swansea anyway um, Greg Norwich yeah. 1 Southampton 0 well on the Canaries <laughs> not a great game then, but a good goal for Nathan Redmond is he, have we got a new English talent on our hands might be in the squad soon wouldn't he yeah well you've got to do score a goal <laughs> And be English, and you tend to be called up. Yeah, they're dropping like flies, so we could. Uh... All right, leave us Barkley alone. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. we're going to fall out. I'm more talking about Andros Townsend, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's unfair because Andros Townsend looked like a real talent when he was playing for QPR, and anyone who looked good in that QPR team must have been quite good <laughs> because no one else was helping him look good. No, this is true. All right, uh, Man City beat Hull two 0 Made quite hard work of it. Hard work of it. In the first half. Oh, should have won that game. Yeah, the chances there. That one-on-one. That was an awful miss. I know Robbie, Robbie Savage sounded a bit mentalist when he said that on the match of the day, but I agree with him. I watched that game. They had some really good chances. Yeah. Really good chances. Um, a, a, best, a, a better finisher, and they'd have comfortably won that game, I think. Mm. Because 2-0 flattered City as well. It was only a late Yaya Torre free kick. Yeah, lovely free kick, though. Right off the bar. It was, yeah. Anyway, the defender knew what was going to happen, but he just couldn't jump high enough. Yeah. 
But surely that is Horses' problem, that they don't have the finishing power. Because, uh, I mean, a Luco, you know, people say, oh, he made a mistake. I thought Joe Hart did well. I I thought he didn't really give him an option. He came out well. That's because Joe Hart has so severely lowered your expectations of him. (laughs) Well, Pellegrini said during the week that he has to up his game, otherwise he'll he'll be dropped. That's no, no. <laughs> do you no. not think that maybe that's that would be the right thing to do for him though? No, no. Get out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Sometimes so just give him a kick up the ass. Especially if um, Fraser Forster gets his move to Benfica before the window shuts, he'll have some real actual actual competition for the first time. Well, in his England career, I'd imagine. And it'd just be good to see see Richard Wright do something. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get on the bench. I. I think with goalkeepers, I think it's it's a one-off. It's it's they're different to all other types of footballers. I think if a, if a goalkeeper is going through a bad time, and I'm not even sure that Joe Hart is going through a bad time. He's he's had a few flaps recently, but if a goalkeeper is going through a bad time, you stick with him. You just say, look, mate, just keep going, keep going, keep going, and you find your form again. You don't drop a guy like Joe Hart. Surely that's that's my just personal take on it. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I think he's excellent. I think he's. I think he's one of the best keepers in the world. You are Team England, though, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I am Team England, but what has Ike Casillas never had a bad game? He's had. He's he's had not, you can't even times. get a solid game. <laughs> he's not had a bad game for a while now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, because Newcastle they beat Fulham one nil. Uh, another late goal in on that one from uh, Hatem Ben Arfa. Hatem Ben Arfa looks good. Why doesn't he sign for Arsenal? <laughs> Seems to be their transfer policy. Every club before they play Newcastle just put a bid in for any one of their players. Just to one <laughs> um, him up. He's, uh, I know he's a, he's a real talent, but he is so, uh, so mercurial. Yeah. Would you ever really want him in your team? <laughs> no, not really. The, the, the good moments don't really outweigh the, the rest of the time. They're like, what, what, one in five, one in ten? Yeah. And he's also quite susceptible to an injury as well. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of Mercurial, did they, uh, did you see the analysis they did of the Fulham game with um, Dimitar Berbatov? No, I missed it. But, um, <laughs> yes, the ball. He um, a player passed the ball to him about um, about six seven yards, and first touch he just chips it back to him. <laughs> so like the ball comes straight back to him and sort of just lands straight at his feet. But obviously, that player he's passing it to isn't Dimitar Berbatov. <laughs> because he's doing the but he couldn't control the ball so he gave it away and he just looked at him and shook his head in disgust <laughs> while the other player turned around and had to run after the team who were breaking with the ball he, he just, just shrugged his shoulders and just just didn't bother, didn't even think about running it wasn't in his <laughs> it was vintage Berbatov just, just quickly back to Ben Arthur um I don't know how he scored that goal because if you see it, he kicks it, but he he hits it so fast, and I don't know how he got so much power on it so quickly. Mm. It was amazing. <laughs> Thanks, and and also and also worth noting is um, Johan Kabai being booed by his own fans uh, when he came only on. Only a few fans. No, it seemed like he got a mixed reaction. Mm. It's understandable <laughs> it was, though. Yeah. He has refused to play, hasn't he? Yeah. Have you got? Well, reportedly. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have to wonder because if he's playing this game, if you're going to refuse to play, hold out and wait until the don't don't, don't bottle it at two days before the transfer. Window. Yeah, don't risk getting injured. You're so close. Yeah. 
but just I thought stick your guns and then do a Peter Adam wingy if you need to at the very end. <laughs> they you misunderstood. Uh, I thought it was interesting though that Pardew said the fans were right. If oh, they the want to boo, completely... yeah, Pardew's doing anything he can to get them fans on side at the minute. So I was thinking about this. If a player is willing, willing to go on strike, a club should be. If they're really... Like Gareth Bale, for example? Like Gareth Bale, for example, yeah, completely. Mm. It's completely out of order if he went on strike. and we, we At least he didn't turn up to training. And that's... You, like, you're a professional. Yeah. And that's not acting professionally. A club should be able to, in my opinion, um, rip up their contract. Yeah. Which I'm sure they probably can do. But they should also be able to um, retain their registration. Yeah, so they can't go yeah, anywhere. So they're not can't getting paid any money. But you can't play football. Yeah. You can't. You can't play football unless someone pays for your. Reg- so you can still get a transfer fee off them because we've got your registration. Yeah, but they're no longer being paid by. Yeah, your and club, I don't think that club. wouldn't hold up any sort of legal weight in the European Court of Law. <laughs> but Chubby, if I if I just decided I was going on strike because I wanted to go and work for a different recruitment company, <laughs> one of two things would happen. It would add a, come to work now. No one's yeah. like, I want to go and work for another one. I don't, even though I've got a period of notice. So they go, okay, fine, you're fired. Yeah, exactly. We should try this, Greg. See if Tesco's will take us if we're on strike for Morris. Try and play them all off against each other. <laughs> Get the highest money. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Anfield, Liverpool, top of the table. One nil win over Manchester United. Uh, Danny Sturridge again. Celebrated his 24th birthday with a third successive winner of the season, is the BBC headline. Pretty much sums up the game. <laughs> uh, was it a penalty for the foul on Welbeck? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember. No, I didn't think that was a penalty. No, it definitely wasn't. But Moyes was. I don't know. I don't think Moyes is handling this pressure. He said that's the best they've played all season. They were putrid. They were awful. <laughs> yeah. I think what. Sorry, Colin. I was just going to say, I think what Liverpool did well, though, is they, especially in the second half, they helped to break up the game. So there's a lot of stoppages. There was no real chance for sort of Man U to sort of get back in it. I thought that was quite clever. Mm-hmm. But well, a, question, a question to you, though, Adam, is that I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed already with David Moyes for his Manchester United <laughs> excuses. And this is something that Alex Ferguson did a lot but I didn't expect it from David Moyes. And I don't seem to recall him doing that with Everton after they had bad results. Is this something new that Moyes has started to do? Yeah, you have to, you have to remember that you have to make more excuses when you're expected... Like, he was expected to win more games now. Yeah. You know I mean? While we always would have wanted a good result in the derby, for example, away at Anfield was never a game that we expected to win as Everton mm. fans. Whereas ho- the home derby obviously is different, but so with that comes a different type of pressure because Man United, the Manchester United as a club expect to win every game. Yeah. That, that, that's the, that's the gig basically, so, isn't it? Yeah. That's what they've been used to. Yeah. Well, what expecting to win every game you play, whether you win or not is different, but expecting to is definitely what they yeah, it's what's been bred yeah. into them over the past 26 That's years. That's exactly it. So with that comes a lot more need for excuses. <laughs> um, 
No, I, I think all managers make excuses, Colin. I just, I just don't think he noticed them quite as much when they're not. I still think David Moyes was making excuses as Everton manager. It's quite annoying seeing Brendan Rodgers' uh, smug face. Just, just seeing his face games. is just annoying. <laughs> He's, he's a strange man, but he's got Liverpool. Um, they're not really setting the game on fire, but they're winning. They are. They're winning one nil. Yeah, but, three um, one nil wins. I thought. I thought that anyone who listened to, I think it was, I think it was Thursdays, but it might no, it must have been Mondays. Football Weekly last week. Uh, mm. The Brazilian journalist Fernando Duarte, who's a Liverpool fan, used a very yeah, very interesting um, Brazilian phrase where he referred to to Liverpool as a short blanket. Yeah, as in it's not long enough to cover your head and your toes at the same time, so you can't keep everything warm. Which I thought was like, there's some nice poetry to that, and I th- I think that that that's very true. Um, so they're a work in progress, but they're definitely heading in the right way. They're adding to their squad very well with two new centre backs. Uh, I wonder if Aspas is is good enough though. He's the one I'm not too sure about at the minute. And I'm really I'm really intrigued. As I I'm still not sure how the whole Sturridge Suarez thing works. Yeah, because one of those back. one of those five midfielders is going to have to miss out, aren't they? Because they're going to have to play one. Of the, he's going to. He can't not play Sturridge at the moment no. as as his number nine because he scored goals last season when Stur- when Suarez was began his ban. He scored them now. Yeah, when he's continued his ban, and at the moment he's Liverpool's main man. Yeah, arguably um, England's main man. The form he's in. So I don't know what. What else they can do, really? That they can't drop him. He's not going to accept playing out wide, no. Because that's the whole reason he left Chelsea originally. Yeah, he wanted to be the main man, didn't he? And he he doesn't look the same player when he plays out wide. No, he has it's, to be in the box. Yeah. So, Coutinho's got to play because he just looks brilliant at the moment. Yeah. Whether he can sustain it for a a whole season will be interesting, but. Henderson's he looks, improves a lot as well. He looks fantastic, and so w- whisper it gently, guys. But is <laughs> is does he play in Steven Gerrard's position then, Suarez? Oh no! <laughs> of course not. Not from you, England <laughs> no. captain Steven Gerrard must play. I think no, it'll no. probably be Aspas that makes way. Rodgers is a clever man. He has then, to find a formation for them all to play. He's got to find a place for Suarez to fit in. Yeah, but the rules of the game. Well you only play eleven players. <laughs> well, Suarez is playing definitely yeah. when it comes back. So Sturridge is playing. You can't you can't drop Lucas, and you, no. you cannot drop Gerard. It must be in his contract, so it's got to be one of Henderson, Coutinho, or Aspas. Uh, so in that case, you're playing Lucas and Gerard as your two central midfielders. Your two central holding midfield players. Yeah. Or you're playing Gerard on the right wing. Hmm. Now, Gerard's already said he doesn't like playing on the wing. Yeah, and he's only getting slower. So I just wonder how that affects... The, that's definitely going to affect the balance of that team when it comes back because he's he, Gerard isn't going to offer the same defensive cover. That So I, I think that the days of them winning games 1-0 could be, <laughs> could be quickly gone. If they sign Mohamedou Saka, that's a fantastic buy. Yes, uh, pretty much. And it looks like it's done. Pretty much done, yeah. 18 and a half million. So, Arsenal. I watched the watched the games this afternoon with my 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 mate who's an Arsenal fan. Now, forget me if I'm wrong, but signing talented young Frenchmen is is something as bread and butter. <laughs> this one's too expensive. 
So how has he missed out? Like, we, we also then we pointed out in the same game that like Hugo Lloris is another player he should have signed. Oh yeah, definitely. And these are players that they need centre half goalkeepers. Mm. Yeah, well, we'll move on to that game now. Um, the fi- the finish from Giroud was top quality. It was so Absolutely. quick, wasn't it? it? Just yeah, got there. The movement was perfect. The um, a great ball in from Walcott. Yeah, and he just managed to get it. When you watch it in super slow mode, right, the way yeah. he moves his foot. Curls it right round Loris. It's impossible to stop. His his run is just fantastic. Yeah, Vertonghen has no idea he's there, does he? He he, t- he turns Vertonghen inside out, and then not only does he he pulls across to that near post, and the run is so good that Rosicki, who plays the ball off to Walcott, carries on going. Mm. And the quality of Giroud's run is actually that Walcott has two options. I think if he pulls it back, Rosicki's got a tap in into an open goal yeah. as well. So beyond how good Giroud's finish was, I think. It was a goal, nonetheless. It was brilliant. Just top forward play. Yeah. He's looked in very good form this season. Was that four league, uh, three league goals now, I think? Yeah, three and three. Yeah. So you you wonder again, if they, do they need a striker? I just think they need some more numbers, don't they? Because looking at their bench today. Yeah, they're, 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 I think what highlighted how poor their bench was was when they had to bring on Nacho Monreal <laughs> and... Um, and back with Sanya yeah, was... and played two right backs and two left backs. Yeah, Sanya was ill and as well. That was just a case of um, having to, you had, had to have fresh legs on the pitch. I don't think it was a tactical defensive move. I think it was a case that he had to have fresh legs on the pitch and bringing on like for like changes would just have weakened his team. Yeah, a lot of the players were absolutely shattered by about the 75th minute because they had done a lot of closing down in the first half. Tottenham had a lot of the ball early on. Tottenham dominated. That's absolutely dominated that second half. Mm. Um, Arsenal did a lot of closing down and a lot of chasing. Talking of yeah. substitutes, though, didn't you think that Flamini was fucking brilliant? Yeah. I, I, uh, superb. He just kept, got the ball every time, protected the back four. He's a little bit of steel in there, isn't he? Which is what they've missed. He'll well, get a lot of bookings. Me and my mate have had jokes that um, Arsene Wenger likes to... Likes to Toil out the phrase that having Abu Dhabi back is like a new signing. <laughs> having Fellaini back is like a new signing and a new signing at the same time. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought he played really well. Again, just to reiterate my point, I think that this Tottenham team again is still a work in progress, and I think it was this. Uh, as if you could have a Tottenham on your fixture list, you want them as early as possible. Yeah. Because I think they're going to become formidable. I think Kapuwe could be out for quite a while. That was looked like a quite a bad injury. Really turned his ankle, didn't he? It's really difficult to tell. I think it was his knee. It's really difficult to tell from those though, isn't it? Mm. I think it'll be a day or two until they find out as well. I did think Luckily, AVP was going to take a throw in himself at the end of the game. That was brilliant, wasn't it? <laughs> did you also see when um, I think it was Giroud, like like there was a tackle and then Giroud tried to break down the wing and he actually tried to almost rugby tackle him, <laughs> yeah. stop him from carrying on running with the ball. Yeah. He was getting really involved. <laughs> and and right at the end, Carl Walker probably should have scored. Yeah, dreadful. Dreadful miss. Oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> again, at the same time, earlier on, Ramsey should have scored. Yeah. The, um, he managed to sky it, didn't he? Yeah. I thought Ramsey was the man of the match for me. I thought it was excellent. He was everywhere for them. I thought a lot of Arsenal players put in a really good shift. Mm. Riziki I... uh, looked quite good for me. Yeah. And he's looked quite good this season, I think. Mm. Like a new sign him. 
I didn't watch the game, but I was I was listening to the coverage on Talk Sport, and um, one of the points that they made that I thought was really key was that Arsenal at the Emirates often been described as a library, but they said the fans were well up for it. They've had a lot of discontent recently. Are we going to spend? Are we not? And they were giving it, come on, you know, let's give it to the Spurs, you know what I mean? And giving it a real good go. Yeah. And, like, there was a real sort of atmosphere from the Arsenal fans in this match. And that's been a long time coming, I think. Mm. But there, there always is for the, for, for the London derby, there always is. That's just it. It's, it's one in 19 games a season. That's the, that's the problem. <laughs> it just seemed like a release of all this sort of anger just came out in that match. What, what's brilliant is that the... Um... The one thing to come from this game was uh, Arsenal fans on Twitter and all over social networking having a go at Tottenham for spending money. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, Tottenham, you divs for spending 100 million. Oh, you're stupid. That's not going to get you anywhere, is it? <laughs> what were they saying a week ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've, they've probably still got those banners that say spend, spend, spend on them. No? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> print There's a picture on the BBC <laughs> website. The picture is of the 1 0 um, game report. A picture of Wenger with someone with a sign saying "spend, spend, spend." <laughs> Fans are so fickle nowadays. Like, I feel that, like, like the, in the last like three, four years, a culture of even more fickleness and booing has become tolerated and acceptable. Mm. I, I definitely heard um, suggestions of booing at halftime in the Man City game. Yeah, ridiculous. That's isn't ridiculous. It? <laughs> the third game of the season, yeah. and it's half time. <laughs> There's only one time when that's acceptable to boo a manager <laughs> after the third game, and that's when he's West Ham. But other than that, I agree. We're all football fans are fickle at the moment. <laughs> you know what the problem is? I think the problem's Twitter. There's so much anger on Twitter <laughs> from any football club, and people like are following release. each other. And 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 like, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Let's shoot him. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, and and it just all builds up, and it's like. It's gone a little bit too crazy now. Yeah, it's gone from speaking about it's gone from abusing someone or, or sharing your opinion with a few people in a pub to sharing your opinion with hundreds of people on Twitter now. Yeah, and 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 the uh, and, and and the abuse is getting it's, it's spreading and people. But but at the same time, people with a brain, football football fans with a brain, do read that and 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 see their own teams. Like I hear Adam say it all the time about Everton fans, and mm. you see Millwall fans all the time. You just think you just don't have a clue. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, Lomas out, but. <laughs> but Greg, give us a, a football league roundup then, if you don't mind. A quick one. Yeah, go on. All right. Uh, some highlights. Watford. Watford lost away at Blackpool. Unbelievable. Millwall almost won a game <laughs> of football. Scored a goal from open play. Yeah, oh, that is incredible. I don't know what's going on, but of course there was a red card and a and a, and a minute goal for Brighton. I mean, you know, how's your luck? But apparently it's getting better, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Blackburn absolutely dicked Bolton for one in a Lancashire derby. Yeah, is that nine goals yeah. in two games for Blackburn now? Yeah, Not bad. Uh, and Leeds lost at home. To QPR yeah. on the, in the early kickoff. Yeah, a team full of millionaires managed by a billionaire. It's one of the uh, reports I heard. <laughs> Colin, any word on the Leeds game? Yeah, well, yeah, just put it in perspective. Um, a journalist 
said that the QPR team was worth 25 million, the Leeds team was worth 4 million. Um, it's one player. One player who stood out for me, and I can't believe this guy isn't playing in the Premier League, Junior Hoylet. Yeah. He, he, he looked unbelievable when he came on, and he was just terrifying, Leeds United. Pretty rapid. Um, he is. This might come as a surprise to you, Colin, but I didn't see the game. Um, <laughs> you didn't miss much. No or the highlights, or anything about it. highlights. <laughs> Junior Hoyler looked brilliant when he was playing for Blackburn two years ago, mm. but looked absolutely abject when he was playing for QPR last. I thought he was a, would be a fantastic signing for QPR last season. Yeah, I did. I did. But what did he do? I think it was being I stuck can, around can, that team last year, though. I can understand why no one, no one went in for him. Mm. Um, any highlights from League One, Greg? Uh, Swindon beat Crew five nil at home. Wolves won away three one. Against Port Vale, Leighton Orient continued. Yeah, Leighton Orient continued their hundred percent record with a two-one win at Colchester, and Sheffield United lost <laughs> at home to MK Don. Always good, leaving them a point above the drop. Oh, excellent. Um, and League Two, uh, nothing happened in League Two <laughs> this weekend. It's quite um, a game of Fratton Park, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. I was busy playing cricket and then when I heard we lost I had a strop I was like well I'm not going to look I'm not going to look so um, we had a man sent off and then we let in two in the last five minutes yeah and Chester the top of the league fair enough it wasn't just a man though wasn't it it wasn't your best player it was our best player and the top goal scorer in the league mm. was it a straight red a straight red that's oh, three games that's alright because you play loads of games in the championship and yeah it'd be a week yeah. Hopefully that starts with Johnson's paint trophy on Tuesday. I think it might do actually. I think it's just three games, isn't it? It's not. That's a cop yeah. out. <laughs> These are different, different rules for us, Adam. No, but I'm that. To be fair, that same rule I think applies in in all leagues with in England with the cup competitions, does it? But it's not really fair. No, it should be league games. It should, yeah. Mm. All right, we're going to do our European uh, roundup now, then, Colin. Starts off, I say European, just north of the border. Yeah, it's time for the Scottish Premiership review. That's what all our listeners are here for. Uh, I'm just going to pick on a few highlights in the league um, this week. Um, firstly, Anthony Stokes, who you may remember is uh, of allegedly beating up an Elvis impersonator <laughs> fame. He scored the late free-kick winner for Celtic against Dundee United to give them the three points. Um, also good news for Celtic was that Neil Lennon escaped a court case rap uh, after being found not guilty of using a mobile phone at the wheel. So, looking good for Celtic. Um, but the big news is that Inverness Cali Thistle, their glory story marches on as they continue their success with a win against Hearts in front of 4,000 fans thanks to a Billy Mackay double in the first half. Now, that leaves the Thistles at the top of the table by three clear points. Now, the reason I've cut it a little bit short in the Premiership review is because Scotland do things a little bit differently to England. And on Saturday night, the transfer window was slammed shut. So, it's only fair that I share with you some of the key points of all the crazy transfer activity. (laughs) So, hang on to your seats. Here it comes. Um, It was insanity. Uh, in the four Scottish leagues as 11 transfers were completed. (laughs) Fax machines going wild. 
<laughs> and here are the highlights. Uh, Celtic put a bid in for Manchester United's Alex Butner on loan. Uh, Manchester United said no. <laughs> However, that is slightly of interest to the English league because the rumours are north of the border that uh, Manchester United were unwilling to do a deal right now uh, because they were interested in getting Leighton Baines as left back. I haven't heard about that. <laughs> Don't know about breaking news. So Manchester United were unwilling to let Butner go. Um, just yet. Just yet. Uh, Celtic made three bids for Peterborough United striker Lee Tomlin. <laughs> Peterborough United said no. <laughs> Celtic made a bid for Schalke's Finnish striker Timu Puki. Uh, Schalke said yes. Wow. Um, now you may ask, is he any good? Uh, well, I can tell you that Pukki has scored eight goals in his two seasons at Schalke. <laughs> so that's did a great job out 70 in two seasons in Scotland. Let's put yes. that in perspective. What position does he play? <laughs> it's a goalie. Striker. Yeah. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> um, and last but not least, uh, Dundee's Carl Finnegan uh, is delighted with uh, his move to South African side Chipper United. <laughs> Um, I didn't even know they existed, but uh, that's where he's gone. Um, and that concludes the transfer deadline day activity in Scotland. It was it was crazy, just crazy. Okay, uh, Tom, everyone's got, got, got a, like, a fixed league that they're going to report on for us. Um, Tom, you've got the wild card of this. You're going to give us a different league every every week, aren't you? That is correct, yeah. Where are we starting this week? Uh, uh, we're out as the... England women's cricket team won the Ashes the other day. I thought it would only be fair to uh, have a look at some women's football as well. The, uh, oh, the Everton are quite good at this. <laughs> Everton are quite good at this. Well, they're in the Super League, at least. It's the Women's Super League. Wow. There's eight teams in it. It was formed in 2010 and Arsenal have won the first two. <laughs> but, this, but this year, Liverpool are top of the Football League. Wow. Twice. <laughs> men's and women's what is going on it's a great year for Liverpool <laughs> there's only they only play 14 games each though it's weirdly run it's run from March to September that's not even the football season no that's not that's the summer no, <laughs> somehow Doncaster of Doncaster and Lincoln are also in this league <laughs> which uh, this, you think you think teams like Man United would have a women's team. Yeah. A decent women's team. So, I mean, like, the yeah. Real, Madrid, Real Madrid have a basketball team. You'd have... <laughs> Man United could make an effort with some females. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like, the Arsenal do make a real effort with their ladies' team because their ladies' team's professional. Mm. That's probably why they won it the last two years, then. <laughs> it probably helps. But, yeah, the, different, the difference in standard between the top and bottom teams uh, in this league was probably shown by... Uh, Result: Doncaster nil, Liverpool nine. <laughs> Which I don't think you'd get in the men's Premier League. No, no. Liverpool top, West Brom bottom. I don't think they'll win nine nil somehow. Okay, cheers, Tom. Uh, we'll have another random league from you next week. Uh, Greg, let's talk Germany. All right, the Bundesliga. Borussia Dortmund are top with a hundred percent record. They won this week. Uh, who did they beat? I'm, uh, I'm poorly prepared to speak. <laughs> they won. I think that's all that matters. 
Oh, they won two one. Eintracht Frankfurt. Yes. And that one from the that bloke who was meant to sign for Liverpool but then didn't with the funny name. The Armenians. Go on then. Yeah. Go on then. I'm not saying it. Come on. You've said. We don't this know who you're talking about, Greg. I'm, I'm gonna. This is all about us making badly pronouncing names. All right, I'm gonna assume that some of these letters are silent, <laughs> and go with Mukhitaranian. Let's go with that. Yeah, that'll do. That sounds Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> um, due to their um, European Super Cup exploits, Bayern Munich played on Tuesday. And they dropped points where um, SC Freiburg, Shakiri put them ahead after 33 minutes. But then Hoffler um, equalised for the home side with four minutes left. Um, Bayer Leverkusen and Schalke met uh, this week in the uh, in a clash between two Champions League sides. And Schalke were victorious 2-0. Finally got a win then. Yes, so they've, they've finally won. They're up to 13th and Bayer Leverkusen stay third. <coughs> okay, thanks, Greg. Adam, let's talk about some La Liga. <coughs> right, so um, the opening games of the weekend on Saturday, um, the most interesting game was probably um, Osasuna at home, who lost 3 0, and they were playing against Villarreal. Yes. Um, and so that's Villarreal with a, a Three game perfect record now. They're nine, nine points from three games, but um, Osasuna haven't picked up a point yet. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, in the fixtures today, Real Madrid kicked off with their um, Asia friendly 11 a.m. kickoff time, <laughs> um, which it goes. It doesn't. It's, it gives an odd, odd atmosphere in Spain because they're really not used to it. Is that all for for Asian fans? Yeah, oh. it's to try and capture some of the Asian TV markets. Oh, right. So it was something that, um, it's not a Real Madrid thing, it was, uh, obviously that's a La Liga thing, and it's mm. something they introduced last season. Oh. But it's an, like culturally, the Spanish aren't used to it, because they'll happily kick a game off at midnight. <laughs> yeah, the later the better. It's yeah, oh, it's too hot during the day. <laughs> so um, yeah, they, 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 they were playing Atletico Bilbao, um, um, so Atletico Bilbao were a real change team now because obviously um, they've lost Lorente, we've lost having Martinez. I know that was obviously last season, mm. and um, they've got rid of um, their coach Belzer this season. So a new coach. They're playing against Real Madrid again. New coach in Ancelotti, but um, they were comprehensively beaten three-one. Um, two goals from Isco, who's just looked brilliant since joining them, and uh, another goal from Ronaldo. Ronaldo just enjoys them. Goals per game ratio didn't drop below one. Because <laughs> that'd be an absolute travesty. So, yeah, that was, a, a, a like I said, a comprehensive result. And um, Atletico Madrid were away to Real Sociedad, who were, in some aspects, I suppose, the surprise team last season. They were at least the form team. They had a great result in midweek, didn't they, Sociedad, against uh, Lyon? They did, yeah. Uh, so you wonder whether maybe maybe that took a bit, too, bit out of them, because... Um, Atletico Madrid beat them beat them two one away with um, David Villa getting another goal for Atletico. So they're also carrying on the charge. Three goals from three, um, nine points from three games. And um, in case you were wondering that football wasn't back, 
Um, Leo Messi scored a first half hat trick <laughs> in the, the game that's currently going on as we're recording against Valencia away to Valencia. Um, but um, anyone remember Helder Postiga? Tottenham, oh, yes. Tottenham claim. Yeah, he scored two two goals in injury time at the, at the first half. Blimey. So it's currently 3-2. One of them was a lovely hooked volley <laughs> and the other was a, a delicious near post header. Oh, wow. So, if, as it stands, Barcelona will be on course to also join them, that group of perfect runs. But... Um, They've got a long way to go because Helder Pesiga's sniffing that hat trick. <laughs> um, and this, I, I think, to my knowledge, this is the first league game when they've started Messi and Ronaldo and um, Neymar. Yeah, they did it in the, the Super Cup, didn't they? Yeah. The Super Copa. So it was working out really well for them because they were 3-0 up. Yeah. But... Lack of defending. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bring you news on um, Helder Pesiga's hat trick next week. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to round up Italy. Um, Juve have started pretty much as they finished last season. Uh, another 4-1 win this time over Lazio. Uh, top of the table. Uh, Napoli also started well. Uh, a 4-2 win away at Chievo. So they're going well. Um, Roma, they won 3-0 um, earlier today against um, Verona. Uh, after Verona's surprise win at uh, Milan last week. Uh, some of the current scores, which will obviously be out of date by the time you listen to this, but uh, Inter Milan are 2-0 up away at Catania, and Fiorentina are 4-1 up away at Genoa in the uh, just the start of the second half. They're going to be some team this season, I think. Yeah, it's going to be, a, I think Fiorentina, Napoli and uh, Juve are going to be vying out for the title, but Inter are there and they're scoring goals at the minute. I don't think they'll be there for long, mate. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no. But I think Fiorentina are... Have they got the best strike force in Syria? It's not bad, is it? Gomez and... <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> retro, retro. Um, well, it's Mario Gomez and um, Giuseppe Rossi. Yeah. It's not bad, is it? It's not, is it? <laughs> because it'd be interesting to see how um, how Lorente gets on at Juve, because he's already saying that this is a an alien style of football to him. He's not used to playing without teams playing with, with two wingers put crossing the ball into him, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see how formidable he can can really be. Yeah, he's got to change up his whole style, isn't he? Because um, Carlos Tevez got another goal for Juve. Yeah, he's hit the ground running and he's oh, just seems to be loving it. That's what Juve were missing, really, I think. A proper, just a, a guaranteed goal scorer. And I think they've got that now in Tevez. And they're starting to get real problems with Paul Pogba because he's become so good that they can't leave him out. Yeah, Madrid are um, looking to buy him before the window shuts, if reports were believed. Not really sure how, why they need another midfielder. How we couldn't get into the into the Man United team beyond me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, just a little bit of transfer news. Um, looks like Kaká could be on his way back to AC Milan. Oh, uh, now you're making me look bad, Ross. <laughs> I meant to... St- I didn't realise we were talking transfer news. Just a little bit. We'll, we'll, we'll do a full round-up next week of all transfers. Did you guys hear about the transfer that happened in, in La Liga? Which one's this? Oh, you slipped under the radar a little bit, but Gareth Bale has joined <laughs> Has joined Real Madrid. It's official. Never heard of him. Go uh, away. That's Saints kid. Some, that's the one. <laughs> there is some dispute over the fee. 
The BBC are uh, saying it's 85.3 million. Yeah, that's what Tottenham are saying. What are Madrid 100, saying? 100, 100 million euros. Yeah. Madrid are saying it's 79 or 78 million euros. Um, 78 million pounds. Which I feel is... I'm not sure if it's a... Um, a vanity thing for, <laughs> for Ronaldo, or it is a sort of a um, uh, maybe a a state of the genuine economic conditions, whether mm. they feel that they can't be seen to be going and breaking world record transfer fees when the country's got twenty five percent unemployment. For example. <laughs> so, I am inclined to believe the Tottenham story and not the one that was leaked to the press by. To the, not the Spanish press. Mm. So it seems we do have a new world record transfer fee. Oh, I'd love it to be uh, 79 million. Don't worry, Ronaldo, you're still the. I'd like it if it was like, if it was like the opposite of the the Luis Suarez deal. <laughs> so they said it will be 79 million nine hundred ninety-nine pounds. <laughs> and allegedly, he's on three hundred ten thousand pounds a week. A six, oh. Is that six, six year um six year contract? A lot of money. Ninety-six million pounds. <laughs> if he sits out that contract, why did he leave Spurs? As <laughs> <laughs> well, in case you're interested, Colin, that's supported. That's reportedly gross. Jesus, so he's on almost double that. No, before yep. tax. Then that's supposed to be his gross salary. <laughs> oh my God. All right. I don't on. know what I don't know what bank he's with, but I want to be in that bank. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I imagine it'd be some offshore Monaco one, Colin, probably. <laughs> I might yeah. be liable, but whatever. He has met Harry Redknapp, yeah. so... <laughs> Rosie's got him in. Hmm. All right, James, let's talk some French football. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. C'est Jean Belfontaine en direct de la France. We're into a winner here with, with Belfontaine. Oui, j'ai parlé petit français. <laughs> we never predicted uh, this. What's been happening? I didn't expect that, did you? No. I'm actually fluent in French. Well, no. um, at top of the top of the table in France is Marseille with a game in hand. They won today. Uh, no, they didn't. They drew. No, they're still playing. Um, <laughs> I think they just conceded. I think they're all one. They have just conceded. That's why I thought they were winning, and then um, I thought I got the score wrong. But then I realised it's actually still in play. It's uh, it's now one-one. Marseille are playing Monaco at the moment. Um, still top of the table though. With nine points, um, we could just do like stands. game commentary of that if you want. If you're right <laughs> yeah, it might not be that relevant, but um, I could just follow the BBC text. I don't, they don't even have text. No, uh, they haven't got any for that commentary. <laughs> but I can watch the score for the next however long we've got. And I can keep you updated. <laughs> yeah, we'll run round you up at full time. There will be a bit of a delay on the. Uh, I've got to keep refreshing. But um, <laughs> any guesses scored for for Monaco? Uh, <laughs> I can't, I I can't even tell answer, it doesn't even tell you... me until the end of the game so uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess they're Any... Colombian striker a Colombian striker did score for them yeah <laughs> how did uh, PSG and Leon get on James PSG had a very um, very lucky or or were they lucky I don't know <laughs> uh, they managed to grab a 2-0 win at, against Gaingump um, but they scored in the 91st and 93rd minute Jesus. goals from Rabwai or I'm just going to try and <laughs> pronounce these Rabwai yeah. or Rab- Rabiot <laughs> everyone's uh, fine I'd have gone Rabiot but I think you're probably correct first time I've been to London there and saying Rabiot yeah. <laughs> yeah. French with Rabiot or, or something 
But we've got Zlatan Abramovic as well. Abramovic? Uh, Abramovic. <laughs> Abramovic. Right, I, even when I read it, I'm reading it off the screen and I still get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic uh, scored 93rd minute um, as well. So that's a comfortable 2 0. Well, not comfortable, but it's 2 0 with a Paris Saint Germain who are a game behind Marseille now, but mm. at one point behind uh, in second in the league. Leon lost. To Evian Fournon Gallier. Yeah, quite surprising that one. Eighth and 33rd minute goals from Berry Gord. Um, there they they find themselves seventh in the league. Now, other standout results. I mean, it was, I mean, the French League it was very exciting this week. We had um, <laughs> three nil nils. Reims, non. Nante, Reims, Lille, and Sochaux, and AC Ajaccio. I don't know how well I've done there. Uh, <laughs> Not bad. All with nil-nil draws. Um, Toulouse lost to Bastia, 2-1, and find themselves bottom of the table with just two points. Oh. Uh, and Bastia even had 10 men from the 37th minute to do, so Toulouse, you think, are in trouble now. It's, uh, yeah. That was a massive game. That was a, a violent game with... Um, Six yellow cards and a red. Yeah. Just a day out in Millwall, though, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what the fans get in Millwall. <laughs> that's the race. <laughs> oh, right. And that's, that's it from the from the French. Au revoir. <laughs> Excellent. Cheers, James. You are listening to Man on the Post podcast. Why not check out our website over at manonthepost.com? You can also follow us on Twitter at Man on the Post, and most importantly, please head over to iTunes to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. Okay, now onto the, the uh, betting section of the show. Uh, There's another win for Greg last week. He had a £38 return, so that moves him quite clear at the top of the table. He's now on plus 65. Uh, Colin, you're on 17. I'm on 10. Tom, you're now into minus numbers. You're on minus 3. And James and Adam are both on minus 40. So we'll start from the bottom. Um, Adam, what you got? I've gone for international games. I've gone for Sweden to beat Republic of Ireland, Germany to beat Austria, Italy to beat Bulgaria, Belgium to beat Scotland, Brazil to beat Australia, and France to beat Georgia. And that returns £109.78. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, James? James. Yeah. <laughs> I've strayed into League One this season. Um, uh, this season, this week. Uncharted even. waters. Uh, yeah, I've not, I've not gone down this way for a long while. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Leighton Orient, uh, Wolves, and Peterborough. Three teams flying in the in the um, league this this season. Uh, Ten pound will return fifty four pounds and twenty nine pence. Excellent, thank you. What What happened to? Uh, I'm not going to do trebles anymore. <laughs> I can't help it. I tried he to said that Ross made me do a double. If you hear the bit before <laughs> the, we start recording this section, you'd have heard Ross force me. He <laughs> said that last week. Yeah. Tom, what did he bet? He said it last week. I'm not going to do trebles anymore. I'm just going to do this bet, which is a treble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forced it. Draws. That does not count if it's a treble of draws. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. What have you gone for? Uh, mine is in the Johnson's Paint Trophy uh, on Wednesday. And I've gone for my theory of derbies always ending in 1-1 draws. 
Uh, for Bristol City one, Bristol Rovers one, which will return seventy pound. Excellent, thank you. Um, I've gone for some international games. I've gone for a Norway win, a Czech Republic win, a Belgium win, and Portugal to win or draw against um, Northern Ireland. Uh, Ten pound there returns thirty pounds for me. Is it that I would look at Portugal, but you can never trust them with international football. You look exactly. at a game and think they're definitely going to lose. Yeah, it's Northern Ireland. They're probably going to lose now. <laughs> I've gone for win or draw. But... <laughs> um, Colin is back with his massive returns. Colin, what have you gone for? I, I make no apologies for my miserly bet this week. Um, I think it's danger, danger everywhere this week. Um, I don't like international matches, but I've gone for three of them. I'll just say last week your return was would have been £16. So just keep that in mind when he tells you his return from this one. It would have been £16 and uh, all of my teams won. But unfortunately, Everton were taken to extra time by Stevenage. Yeah. Um, so my time. bet was valid. So I'm not even <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this this time around I've gone for some fairly easy games. I've gone for England to beat Moldova. I've gone for Germany to beat Austria. And I've gone for Russia to beat Luxembourg. £10 returns £12. <laughs> 37 pence. Excellent, thank you. And our leader, Greg, what have you gone for? I have gone for Bristol City to have a fantastic week. I've got them to beat their rivals Bristol Rovers in the uh, Johnson Paint Trophy on Wednesday night and for them to then beat Shrewsbury at home in Sky Bet League One on Saturday and £10 returns £27.90. Excellent, thank you very much. It's showtime, it's ballers. Football's biggest conversation welcomes football's biggest quiz. It's Ballers. Successfully answering questions in the rapid fire round allows a man of the post team to accumulate points to be used in the Super Showdown. In the Super Showdown, the man of the post members must work as a team in order to win. You say quiz, I say Ballers. It's showtime. Let's play Ballers. Okay, so you know how this game works. We know how this game works. It's a rapid fire round, followed by the super showdown question. In the first round, uh, we're going to go through each Man of the Post team member. Uh, we're going to go through the order. Alpha, uh, we're going to go Adam, Tom, James, then Greg. And then back to Adam. Okay, this time round. There's going to be three minutes of rapid-fire questions. Uh, the time will start after I've asked the first question. A beautiful assistant, producer Ross, uh, is the man with the stopwatch. And I believe you will be uh, giving us a klaxon noise when uh, the guys have run out of time as well. Oh, well, indeed. Three minutes are on the clock. And I can confirm that every answer is worth one point this week. So one point equals one point. <laughs> Wow. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> okay. So without further ado, let's jump straight into the rapid fire round. We're going to start with Adam. Okay. So here we go then. Adam, Didier Drogba currently plays for who? Oh God, does he still play for them? <laughs> Galatasaray? Correct. Tom, Robin Van Persie plays for Manchester United. Which team did he play for previously? Arsenal. 
Correct. James, how many goals did Arsene Wenger score in his senior career as a footballer? Four or 14? 14. Wrong, it's four. (laughs) It's always me who's going to get it wrong, isn't it? Greg, following his departure from Manchester City, David Platt is currently running a successful karaoke business at pubs and clubs in the North West. True or false? True. It's false. Ah, what? (laughs) Adam, who is the new England under-21s manager? Gareth Southgate. Correct. Tom, what is the name of the women's England manager who was sacked recently? Hope Powell. Correct. James, Wembley has the highest capacity of any stadium in the UK. True or false? True. It is true. Greg, what was the old Wembley's main source of regular income in the 1920s to 1960s? Greyhound racing or football? Greyhound racing. Correct. Adam, name three of the seven players involved in summer 2013 Premier League moves involving Sevilla. What? <laughs> Name three of uh, seven. Negredo. Correct. Um, how many have I got a name? Three. Three. Uh, Hevas Navas. Yeah. Correct. <sighs> no, struggling. Pass. Okay. We'll move on. Tom, which current Sky Sports commentator once won Sunderland's Player of the Year award? Andy Gray. Wrong, it's Nal Quinn. James, Celebrity Big Brother star, Big Ron Atkinson, had a game-winning ratio of 50% during his time as manager of Manchester United. True or false? False. It's true. (laughs) Greg, Greg, name five of the ten teams to play in the Premier League whose name ends with City. Hull City, Manchester City, Swansea City. Um, my mind's gone blank. How many do I have to get? Five. You've got two more. Uh, Ever. There's one more in there playing now. Most of the Leeds players play for them. Oh, Norwich City. And um, why can't I remember anyone? <laughs> um, Who's a Nuge play for? Sorry? Who's the Nuge play for? He plays for Leicester City. There you go. There we go. And, oh. Ad- okay. Ad- I'm going to give another question here. Okay. Adam, who was the first United States international to win an FA Cup winner's medal? Um, James will know this one. Oh, Tim Cahill. No, he didn't win it. Damn it. He's not American either. Yeah, got, uh, <laughs> I got I got taken in by Jay. <laughs> go, go again, Adam. Go on. You got one no, of those, I right? I don't know. It was Tim Howard with Manchester United against Millwall in the oh. 2004 FA Cup final. Uh, well, you answered you answered 13 questions, and you got seven of them correct. All of mine were all 50-50. I still got them all. I still got them. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not how probability works. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, guys, so you have a seven-point buffer for the uh, Super Showdown question, which you can choose to either go over or under your decided answer. You'll have 90 seconds to decide between yourselves as a team um, on the answer of the Super Showdown question. And 
the question is this. There were a number of goal scorers in this weekend's Premier League. Um, you may want to scribble some of these down. Uh, three of those were Yaya Toure, Hatem Ben Arfa, and Danny Gabidon. But also, I'd like to add another name there as well. He didn't score in the Premier League. Um, it's Adi Akimbayi. Okay? And the question is this. I want you to total up the number of clubs those four players have played for. So you've got Yaya Toure, Hatem Ben Arfa, Danny Gabidon, and Adi Akimbayi. Time starts now. Right, Torre, Barcelona, City. Who else do you play for? Uh, must have played for some French club and some yeah, and some African club. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Four. Ben Arthur, Newcastle, his French team. Is there any more? No, did, didn't Yaya Torre play for Olympiacos? We've, we've well, got a buffer here. We'll be all right. Let's not let's not yeah. worry about the one club that. Hey, Gabidon, West Ham. Did he play for Cardiff? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can buy the killer here. I reckon, I reckon about like 15. Maybe slightly uh, less. I don't even know who he is. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Leicester City legend. Oh, that's one club. <laughs> You've got 30 seconds left. So should we set... Say five for Torrey. I reckon about two, two for Ben Arthur. I'm. Mm, I reckon twenty nine. That's quite a lot. Round thirty, because I, I reckon that he's done loads. I reckon that Akinbai could have done. He can't have played for more than twenty teams. <laughs> five seconds. I reckon if we go twenty nine, go below. Twenty seven. Uh. <laughs> right, okay, so let's add it up. So, how many did we save for Torre? Four? Five. I reckon six. <laughs> so, what's your answer, guys? I have to make <laughs> Four or five? Five. Okay, I reckon, I reckon Gabadon's five as well. Really? Yeah, I, I reckon that's about that right. <clears throat> I reckon Benaf is only two or three, so we're going two or three? Three. I'd go two. We went, yeah, okay. That's Let's 12. go two, and then we'll we'll go over. I'm yeah, I can buy you play for. How many I can buy? You need to tell me. Twelve. So we're going. Are we going five for Torre, five for Gabadon, two? So we're on three. Two for enough. That's twelve. Plus twelve for Akinbai. So we're going twenty-four, and we're going over. Oh, he could have played for more than that, though. Let's say 24 and over. 24 and over. Okay. Um, seven. Is it going to be 31? He can't play for that many clubs. There aren't that many clubs. Go okay, 24 and over. I reckon yeah. it'll be about 28, 29, 27. So. Right, so Colin, we're going 24 and over. So, oh, okay, so you're going to go 24 and over. So with your buffer, that would take you to anywhere between 24 and 31. Okay. I can tell you the correct answer was 
27. Oh, yes. <laughs> so you win. I can tell you the the actual numbers that these uh, guys, uh, the number of teams they play for. Uh, Yaya Toure, 6. Hatem Ben Arfa, 3. Danny Gabidon, 5. And Adi Akinbae, 13. 13? <laughs> Congratulations, guys. I'm not liking this trend. You're catching me up. Uh, but it's another win for the Man on the Post team. I've been defeated. So, congratulations to the Man on the Post team. And that wraps up another episode of Ballers. Okay, so we have the Man on the Post team's second win in a row. Closing that gap on you, Colin, in Ballers. Uh, that brings an end to this week's Man on the Post podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with a full roundup of the. I say full roundup. Uh, a full roundup for us of the transfer window. Um, and we might even talk some international football, but I highly doubt it. Um, there's no Greg and Tom next week. They're going to do, go and do something that the kids do. Where are you going, boys? And see Elton John. <laughs> well, the kids don't do that. <laughs> well, you, what, you know, you, what you're not saying is you're about to go shit in a field, aren't you? We are, yeah. Can't wait. You get a festival, is it? Yeah. So any any of our listeners that go into that, make sure you uh, hunt out Greg and Tom, get them to give you an autograph. Be worth some money in a long, long time from now. <laughs> um, but me, Colin, Adam, and James will be back next week with a couple of special guests filling in. Um, make sure you get onto iTunes if you listen to this on iTunes. Make sure you rate and review us. Five star reviews only. Uh, if you put five stars, you can write whatever the hell you want in the comment box. I really don't care. Just want the five stars. Just don't hurt my feelings. <laughs> Um, that's pretty much all I don't think we've got anything else to plug I'm on a couple of other podcasts Ready Player 2 and Ring the Bell if you like wrestling or video games you can probably figure out which one's which from the uh, the names of those two um, so from me it's goodbye from Colin it's goodbye 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 from Tom goodbye goodbye from James bye goodbye from Adam bye and goodbye from Greg you later oh I ruined it and until next week always remember to keep your mail on post Let's talk some betting then, shall we? Oh shit. Bollocks. <laughs> International week as well, boys. It's quite hard to find to compare. Give me five minutes. Right. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> We're definitely onto a win with James on France. That is superb. <laughs> <laughs> right. Colin, can I stop? Why, why did I get a big run question? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just. just... What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Always one of us has to ruin it, right? Yeah, That's every the week. Rule. That is the rule. <laughs>